Welcome to the first episode of The Swimming Podcast. Uh, we really don't know yet what this podcast is going to be about. Other than swimming, we're going to try to hit up on the, up on the current uh, topics of swimming in the swimming world. Uh, my name is Guillermo Toro. I'm a swimming coach in Toronto, Canada. And I have today a very, very special guest. She also happens to be my wife. We have a 2016 Olympian, Michelle Toro, with me. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine. Thank you. You're the first guest of the Swimming Podcast. I feel honored. <laughs> well, I kind of forced her to be here today. Um, but obviously, now that we have a stoppage in the swimming world, uh, I finally got off my bum and got to the recording studio to maybe get this podcast started. Well, we have the first episode, so let's get right to it. Um, as I said, we're based in Toronto, so... We're going to hit up some news today, some topics, and we're going to just discuss some things here in the swimming world. The first topic that I want to talk about is the ISL. There is a new Toronto team. First of all, Michelle, what do you think of the ISL? Um, the first season, what do you think about it? First of all, I'm super jealous. <laughs> I think I retired at the wrong time or the ISL got started a little bit too late for me. I wish I could have been a part of it. It seems like the oh, athletes the are having so much fun, making money. Um, spectators are really enjoying it and overall it just sounds looks like a really good time oh yeah it was for December swimming especially it was one of the most fun I had well one of the times that I had the most fun watching swimming on TV and and it was just fun the the, the format was excellent um, you I remember you did tell me one little thing you wanted to see that they add what was that um, the relays I think they should add um, which swimmer is currently in the water because the relays some usually, name tags or something like yeah, that. Yeah, relays are usually the most fun event to watch. But in the ISL, it was a little bit hard to keep track of which teams were where and who was swimming. Because so. it was so chaotic too. Yeah. I also may think that if they have one relay per, per team, might be a little bit more exciting. Because that big relay sometimes, uh, I don't know, just it just lost a little bit of the limelight. Yeah, that's a good point too. There's a lot of a lot of splash in the water and you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, but you're just waiting for that final time. Yeah. There is some very recognizable swimmers like the Campbell sisters or uh, that you could really see it was them in the water. But some of the newcomers uh, like the Canadians, uh, Rebecca Smith, Kyla Sanchez, you couldn't really know when they were in the water. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. But uh, that's our first topic. So Toronto, we have a new team. It's called the Toronto Titans. I think it was announced last week. Well, this week, this week that just passed. And there is actually two new teams. One is in Japan. It doesn't have a name yet, at least as far as I know. Maybe uh, I just didn't investigate thoroughly. But it's headed by the legendary breaststroker Kosuke Kitajima. Oh, I didn't Kos know about that. It's That's one exciting. of my favorite breaststrokers ever. Just such a beautiful stroke. And one of the last to actually swim both 100 and 200 at the top level. I can't think of anybody else. What do you mean after by that? Him. Well, like he won the hundred and the two hundred breast at a, at the Olympics. Oh, right. Oh, what well, one was it? Two thousand four, two thousand eight. No, two thousand eight. He wasn't there anymore. He only swam the hundred there and came fourth, I think. Yeah. Now they specialize in one or the other. Well, Adam Petey is uh, yeah. <laughs> mainly. I mean, I'm sure he could kill uh, post a killer time in the two hundred breast, but uh, he definitely doesn't specialize and doesn't perform at the same level in the 200 as he does in the 100 no <laughs> no not at all but i mean 
Hey, no, no, I'm not throwing any shade on Adam. If he want, ever wants to come on the podcast, uh, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, this is an open invitation. And you can talk about the 200 breasts, maybe. If Adam PD listens to this podcast, I think we will call this a success and we can just go home. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we'll shut down if he listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. The other team is right here in Toronto. And it's actually headed by the general manager of uh, the Global Swimming Series. Uh, well, the president and the CEO, sorry. And he is the general manager of the Toronto Titans, Robert Kent. Their first signing was Kylie Mass, the Canadian swimmer who is based out of Toronto, actually, my university, University of Toronto. And she won a bronze medal in the 100 back at the 2016 Olympics and then set a world record at the next world championships, right? Hopefully, for those of in you who are you don't need to be introduced to who Kylie Mass is. But <laughs> That is true. She's uh, a legend. She's definitely a legendary backstroker, back-to-back world championships. Um, and it's going to be a great, if the Olympics do happen, when they happen, mm-hmm. it's going to be a great 100-back uh, women's race. Yeah. So there is. Uh, they had more signings after that. They signed Kyla Sanchez, her t- basically teammate out of Toronto. And they also signed, let me check, I just had it here open. Blake Peroni. Yeah, Blake Peroni out of the U.S. And where is that, Michelle? I had it right here. There he goes. Right, we have uh, Blake Pironi, uh, Pieron, Pieroni out of the U.S. who specializes in the 400 free. Sorry, he won a gold medal in the 400 free relay and the 800 free re- and a bronze in the 800 free relay at the 2019 World Championships. Uh, all my uh, my facts are all getting tangled up in my head right now. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, great swimmer, great prospect for the U.S. for sure. And he just graduated from Indiana University. So he's not going to be losing any eligibility there. That's a big topic. Maybe we can talk in a future podcast, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you come back. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. But, um, and the other is uh, the Icelandic Olympian Anton Svein McKee. I actually don't know much about him right now. But I'm sure we're going to keep learning as he as he grows in the swimming world. It's interesting uh, how, as Toronto... Um, creates its own ISL team, that means some other teams are going to be losing some key players, Kyla Sanchez among them and uh, Kylie Moss. Um, so Energy and these Standard... these girls are newcomers who are going to keep Standard growing, Energy huh? Standard is going to be losing Kyla. Um, who knows who else is going to sign. Um, and for Callie, Japan too, right? Kylie Condor has lost Kylie Moss. Um so that'll be a, a I'm bit sure of the a, Japanese players might go for the, with the Japan team. That'll too. be a bit of a shuffle around and might make the ISL a little bit more exciting. Oh yeah. Um, just because the energy standards seem to dominate so heavily last season. Yeah, and I'm sure they're looking on ways to uh, make it a little bit more uh, even, uh, even the playing field a little bit. And that will get some Canadian spectators involved if there's a Toronto team as well. Oh, I'm going for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. So I think we can close our our first topic here, which is fine, right? We can close our first topic here with the new Toronto team. We're very excited. Um, the ISL did announce that if the Olympics pos- uh, get postponed, they will also postpone the start of their season. Oh, yeah. I saw so that. everybody's cooperating with that, with that whole issue. So I don't think there will be a problem. The swimmers will have, hopefully, will have enough time to train and then enough time to rest to get back into the next competi- competitive season. Mm-hmm. So I think that closes our first uh, topic of the first episode of this podcast. 
And uh, yeah, we're just very excited to see what how the ASL develops and how this new team develops in Toronto. Our second topic is uh, we'll, we'll, it's a short one, really, but really the one of the best news to come out of the swimming world in this uh, stoppage is uh, I'm gonna mispronounce this, but Rikako Ik is back in the water after 406 days. It's like probably the best story that we've heard in a long time the best news we've heard in a long time and it's really just what what do you think yeah no just a little <laughs> um intro to rikako she was such a like rising star and then had the devastating news right before her 19th birthday that she was diagnosed with leukemia and i know everybody was really shocked about that and uh, at the world championships last summer the hundred fly women um wrote something on their hands what do you remember what it was uh, stay strong Rikako or something yeah, like that so. yeah and that was also a nice moment um so it's just really nice to have her back in the water yeah my, my my only thought is about this I mean obviously it's positive but I, I just hope that no nobody or I hope she doesn't feel any pressure to come back I think the swimming world is just happy that she's healthy and whatever she decides to do with swimming next will be her decision but I really hope it's not out of pressure to live up to any potential. Yeah, for sure. Especially having this huge health scare kind of puts your swimming into into perspective, right? <laughs> yeah. Your health is the <laughs> it's most... It's not that big of a deal. Swimming. Health is the most important thing and then everything else comes after that. And now with the whole cancellation of everything, she probably feels even less pressure which is a good thing. It, um, might, it might give her some mental... Uh, mentally, it might help her like, oh, well, maybe I can... Maybe I have some more time. <laughs> well, maybe, but really, it's just for me. It's, a, it's just a really a great, great news in a bit of a dark time. And it was very nice to see on her Instagram post. She looks very happy, mm-hmm. very, very happy to be back in the water. And I don't know her, obviously, personally, but I, she, I hope that she's doing really well and just enjoying her time in the pool. Mm-hmm. All right. So good luck, Ricaco, and we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll keep uh, following you uh, through the years. And our last topic, and, and this is really the big one, obviously, because everybody's living this one, and is the stoppage and what's happening with the Olympics. More, more specific right now, because Olympics, as everybody knows, the IOC is uh, very adamant to not make any changes yet, right? So... I wanted to talk a little bit more about Olympic trials, updates from around the world. All right. <laughs> so um, on SwimSwim, I know they posted a list actually of the of what countries. They really have a very thorough list of all the countries that have canceled or have postponed it. All right. But I just decided uh, to hit the big ones for us. And I know the European Championships are also about to be postponed. Uh, due to obviously the what are COVID-19. the countries that are canceled? Which countries? Oh, a lot, are? Michelle. A lot. I I couldn't tell you the list right now. If you really want to know, is there a list of thing countries that have not canceled? Uh, well, the, the the countries that we're gonna talk about have not canceled at all. So if we start with the U.S., they have not canceled at all. Their Olympic trials is June twenty first to June twenty eighth, mm. anyways. So I think that gives them enough. I mean, they, they really have not changed any plans. Oh, the only thing they have done is they have canceled all swimming events until April 30th okay. in all of the U.S. Yeah. 
So, um, so the U.S. I think is the, the least touched. I think they're one of the latest Olympic trials, anyways, in the world. So they're one of the least affected. In in certain ways, obviously, they're still missing training, right? But they're the, some of the least affected by this whole uh, stoppage in the swimming world. Mm-hmm. Now, I did see something really cool in the. They have great initiative from USA Swimming, where they uh, provided resources for their athletes. Uh, you can go on their website and you can find documents uh, really just uh, on how to cope with cancellations, how to cope with postponements. Postponements. Am I saying that right? Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> and and it's just really good, right? Really good that the governing body is uh, providing some uh, education to to their members. Uh, that's always great. But USA, not cancel at all and not even postpone. Uh, now, Australia right their qualifying event is the 2020 hancock prospecting australia swimming trials and is to be held i think they moved this one i think it was a little bit earlier but now it's now it's going to be held in on the 14th to 19th of june in adelaide south australia so this was confirmed on march 18th so this is pretty recent news i think theirs was also originally in april it was it was april right yeah i think so yeah that's what i thought I couldn't find, like, I mean, there's so much news about these things that that is kind of hard to filter through everything, mm-hmm. especially find older news. So, yeah. And I really like something that the CEO wrote, and I'm going to quote. It says, adversity breeds resilience, something that is needed to succeed in sport and in life. During these uncertain, ti- uncertain times, it's important to keep your routines as much as possible in line with government advice which at the same time can serve to support your coaches and facilities, which are often small businesses. So just like how he's talking about uh, embracing the adversity, right? Learning from it, growing from it, and keep supporting your teams and your coaches who really depend from... Their li- livelihoods depend yeah. on, on the coaching, right? So yeah, when we're not I mean, coaching, yeah, things Guillermo, become hard. Guillermo, you have a personal perspective on this topic as a coach and <laughs> well our team has been really phenomenal we're trying to keep engaging our swimmers in the distance um i know this first week has been a bit is. confusing because we don't know how long the c- cancellations are gonna last so yeah <laughs> i think you, you guys didn't really know how far in advance you need to plan for right yeah for sure we i, I did send my swimmers a one week plan but uh, now I'm expanding, and we'll, 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 we're going to have some fun, even if we, we can meet at the pool, yeah. for sure. But I, I love this message from the CEO of the Swim Australia, Australia Swimming, or Swim Australia. Adversity, for sure. This is Adversity resilience. I can't even imagine how it would feel to be an athlete in this situation, training your entire life for... Uh, being able to perform at Olympic trials or at the Olympics, and... waking up one morning and everything is canceled i just i i can't even imagine we i coach age group swimmers and we had just finished our our competitive season so for for me personally wasn't super devastating but there are swimmers in our team who were training for trials that it, it's really like sweeping the rug from under their feet. And most like most so people, most Canadian swimmers were just starting to taper. Oh, and yeah. I remember the feeling of starting to taper, or just waiting for taper to start. And you kind of get these tingles in your, your hands and your feet as you get You're in the water. Starting to feel ready, huh? Yeah, you just start <laughs> getting really excited. And 
um, just waiting for the opportunity to be able to take all that hard training that you've been putting in and just have like a really great race and or a couple of races and just having all that just come crashing down. Um, I really feel for the swimmers in Canada and the rest of the world as yeah. well. Um, well. I'm just wondering what's going through their minds and um, a lot. I know that the the not the training center the Ontario High Performance Center Ontario is was in Florida when they heard the news and they decided to come home. Yeah, I and think now most most groups that were away on training camps yeah. they came back home. Well, yeah. I mean, all groups actually. At this point, everybody's back. And in now Canada. it seems like everyone's kind of dispersed from their training program back to their homes. Yeah, I think what is what country. is hard too that that these athletes and, and you guys. I remember when you were training for the Olympics. You guys worked so hard on establishing routines and you worked so hard on um, just really following the process of getting ready for these competitions. And now even say, th I think most people are staying hopeful that, okay, trials is going to be postponed. They're going to have a chance to, to compete for sure. Or hopefully. Right. And, but the, the biggest wrench is just the, not having a swimming pool no, no yeah <laughs> but it's also just kind of breaking all routines breaking that breaking routine. all process now everything is up for grabs i feel it's it, it, it's I, ca i can't imagine either what the athletes must be feeling but uh they know that we they have all the, our support as a country and, and the swimming community i think i the, really hope they, they the, know that the best peace of mind that they have is that everyone is literally in the same boat right now. Excuse me so for this the, a competition. the yeah. pun <laughs> or analogy. <laughs> um, but everyone else. So yeah, now it's basically who can make the best of their situation. And the times are not, might not be um, as like what they relevant. Yeah, it's not really yeah. relevant. It's just who is going to be able to take the situation that they're in and get the best training that they can and just see what happens whenever they get that chance to race again yeah okay so kind of changes the sport a little bit makes it does it makes it a, it makes unique. it like the isl <laughs> yeah you know yeah where not it's so not much about times much, yeah exactly i think the olympics always have that in it right where it's really about i mean there's something special about winning that medal or, or being on the podium at the olympics that the time even like it's a lot nicer to win that you know that if you like even if you don't go your best time or even if you don't perform quite where you want it to be you can still be kind of happy with being an olympic champion of or course yeah medalist yeah all right so in canada just a few updates and then i think we're gonna close this down the canadian masters swimming championships are it says to be hosted on may 22nd to 24th at etobicoke oh. the etobicoke olympium in Toronto. So those looked like they were still up uh, this week. The open water trials, and I didn't know this. The open water trials for Canada are held in Grand Cayman. That's awesome. I thought it was like Lake Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> or where, where else could they hold it? Huh? Um, in Quebec, maybe. Quebec? No, what, river? They have, they have a couple of open water races there. Oh, they do? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Lock. I'm not I, really I that involved the in the lake. open water world. But they were canceled. They were supposed to be April 25th to 26th. And so, and the, the, the big issue is that those championships were selection trials for people to go 
to the FINA Marathon Swim Qualifier in, in, in Fukuoka, Japan. Mm. So that was the qualifier to the qualifier. So the, I think though in, on May 30th to 31st. So I think those qualifiers are still on. So now Swimming okay. Canada is trying to... Yeah, for now. Right? So I think Swimming Canada is trying to... Is evaluating um, alternate qualification paths for the swimmers who, who to see who they want to send to the qualifier for the Olympics. So we'll, we'll try to keep updated, keep you updated on this. And then the Olympic and Paralympic swimming trials, which were to be held in Toronto on March 30th to April 5th, are obviously canceled. Well, postponed right now. I just like There's the word canceled. No. Everything is canceled. <laughs> well, it's, it's postponed right now, yeah. but we don't know when. I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do if they yeah. push it back to have to trials like June, like the U.S. in June or well, maybe, Australia did, right? maybe like uh, smaller countries who don't have as many um, swimmers who are qualifying. They just have their meets. Yeah, they just have qualification times and like maybe a point system. Or just do a se- they could do a selection criteria based on performance in previous seasons and this season yeah like i think they'll figure out how to create a team somehow with pros and cons for different athletes i mean if there's a a newcomer that had was about to have a breakout swim at olympic trials and they're not going to be able to get that opportunity now i think that's special especially in canada because we have a lot of young swimmers right now that are coming up well, we'll see what happens. Uh, they were they were um, how do you say evaluating the plans, contingency plans to have it in June, which I think is the best thing right now. Yeah. Have it the 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 date. So the where is that? I had written it down. I think it's April 29th or April 30th. No, sorry, June 29th or June 30th is the 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 deadline to qualify for the Olympics. Yeah, and best that's case- why the U.S. goes to the 28th. Best case scenario, maybe oh, our swimmers right are able to get back in the water in a couple of weeks. Well, we don't know that. But if our trials are in June and then the Olympics end up being postponed, it might end up being a similar timeline to um, having a trials in April and Olympics in July and August. Yeah. Well, with that, I think, what, what do you think about the Olympics? Do you think they should be postponed? I, I mean, for swimming sake, I think so. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of factors that need to be considered. And um, those are factors that are not just about the sports and the athletes. Um, I mean, the spectators need to plan for like their travel plans. Um, I mean, I just remember like the the um, like vast amount of planning that it takes like for my family to be able to come to to brazil like that took months and months of planning and for every kind every athlete that wants to have their family there Um, the spectators even all the media media marketing um just think about like all the preparation for the venues there's just a lot that has a lot of um organization that takes place and yeah i think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens i i hope they move it i think i i mean honestly i think japan is is such a well-organized society that they can if anybody can i mean there's a few countries that could handle the postponement of such a big event i think japan is is one of them and the other you thing know? is i mean we could have the olympics without any spectators which was an idea that was floating around oh, for really? the ncaa's and oh yes, for that's N- true. The nba having games without uh, without fans 
yeah lots of sports are evaluating yeah. evaluating the possibility of of going back to play once the players are healthy without spectators because all the athletes could be screened and tested and and their support staff and their yeah. support staff and instead of testing everyone like yeah. everyone in the stands like um, yeah i wonder if that might be well, an option well we'll see how that develops but um thank you michelle for being here today <laughs> this was a lot of fun i hope you guys enjoyed it we really enjoyed uh recording this it's the first episode we'll see if there is if there's a second episode i hope so i mean right now we're off the pool we're, we're still doing some things with our team makes me think we're doing about lots of things with our team actually right now but uh we'll see i i, I really hope that i can get uh, get around to another recording session and we can have episode two of the swimming podcast makes me think about um all those memes going out about days without sports um what is this day nine or day 10 without sports and right, we started a podcast started now. a swimming podcast because we miss it so much oh yeah i i the, even the first day i thought i was going crazy <laughs> but the first day I, I had to go to the pool and i i didn't go i was like actually the friday i was at the pool and they canceled on me i was the last person to find out and yeah yeah you actually so showed weird. up for practice i and showed then. up for practice um they closed the pool but yeah, so I hope we can get it. Uh, maybe we'll have Michelle again for the second episode. Maybe somebody else. We'll, we'll see, see what the streamers around Toronto are doing. Maybe somebody listens to this uh, and they want to be on. I'll be happy to have you over and and we can talk some swimming. And until then, uh, stay fit, stay healthy, and let's get back. Be hopefully creative. we'll get back to the water soon. Be yeah? creative in your training. All right. Thank you.